Blog Talk Radio. Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Tristan Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, our senior staff writers, Ryan Whitfield and Joey Alibro. Hey, Joey, can you hear me on this thing right now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, you. all right. Woo! That was a total point, guys. We were uh, not working for a minute there. Had to reboot the system. Made it in the nick of time. That's what we do here. Are you on your way back? Uh, are you on way back, way, way back from Atlanta right now, Joey? Yes, sir. Uh, on Highway 85, driving back to Athens. <laughs> well, so just for our listeners, uh, Joey uh, today is showing ult- the utmost dedication to the podcast. Uh, he actually helped his girlfriend move today. Congratulations on that. Well done. Well played, sir. You definitely need to do that. And then met her parents, and then raced away to make our podcast. That is dedication right there. How'd it go? How'd it go, Joey? You, uh, went, went well for you? Yeah, it went well. Her parents seemed to like me. Um, the, her apartment is a little studio, and she has a lot of stuff, so we're cramming everything in it. Uh, everything went well. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. See, you know, how, how could anybody hate Joey? Everybody likes Joey, except for Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Well, I was gonna say there's uh, there's no way they got to know you very well then, Joey. Cause, uh, <laughs> that would that wouldn't be the assessment. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a good one here, Ryan. No doubleheader for you tonight. You're back on the uh, back on the horn here. This is awesome, and uh, you're all ready to bash on the NFC East. I hope. Uh, yeah, uh, as always, per usual. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And we are going to be, and as I just previewed, we are going to be talking about the NFC East this week. We talked about the AFC East last week. We're going to talk about the NFC East and the biggest question so far for the Giants, Redskins, Eagles, Cowboys coming into the 2019 season. And we do have a special guest, our favorite special guest, Wally Akinzo from the Urban Sports Scene podcast, which was actually on today at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you had missed it, go back and listen to it after this podcast is over. Uh, listen to it every week. It's fantastic. He's also on the All Skins Everything podcast from Fox Sports Radio. He'll be joining us shortly to talk about his take on the Washington Redskins. So that's a treat, and we are excited about that. But before that, let's go ahead and start this off with the rest of the NFC East and get rolling. All right, so we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into the New York Giants uh, the guys who actually ended at the bottom of the NFC East, and that's uh, Joey's team. So I'm going to let you go first. And they ended up fourth in NFC East at a five and eleven abysmal record in 2018. What are your thoughts here, Joey? I'm sure there's plenty of questions you have for Big Blue, but what are the big questions that you are asking that they have to answer coming into the 2019 season? Well, for me, it's the first time in a long, long time that the Giants don't have a question mark or a big question mark on the offensive line. Uh, they shirred up their line this offseason with that Olivier Vernon-Odell Beckham trade that netted them Kevin Zietler. Uh mm-hmm. He's going to start at right guard. He's 
probably a top five, top seven guard in the league. He's been doing it a long time, and I like how he pairs uh, next to Jalebio and Will Hernandez going into his second year. And then Nate Solder on the left side. Uh, I know he had a slow first half of the season, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, that's kind of his thing where he starts off slow and then picks it up second half of the season. Um, uh, my, my two questions for the Giants that are really going to define their season are what's the plan with Eli Manning and Daniel Jones? They drafted Daniel Jones sixth overall. Um, I want to know if there's a transition plan in place, if Eli plays poorly, if Eli gets hurt. Um, is the plan to start Daniel Jones right away week one um, because Pat Shermer has changed his tone as of recently um, about Eli being the surefire starter. It's always been Eli's our guy, Eli's our guy, but answering questions at minicamp, um, he kind of backed off that uh, sentiment a bit. Uh, it sounds like Daniel Jones is kind of making some noise, actually, even for as much crap as, he, as he's gotten from the NFL media. He's played pretty well in minicamp. Granted, it's just minicamp. We'll see how training camp and preseason goes. But um, the other question I have for the Giants is how well their secondary is going to be. Um, they lost Landon Collins. They lost uh, Dominic rogers Cromartie this past season. Um, mm-hmm. And their corners are going to be uh, Sam Beal, who they drafted in the third round of the supplementary draft last year. He, took, uh, he was injured all of last year, so this is basically his rookie season. Um, they drafted – DeAndre Baker in the first round, and they drafted Julian Love in the fourth round, I believe, uh, two mm-hmm. rookies, and then they have Janoris Jenkins. Um, so that's a really, really young group, and in a league dominated by passing, I think that's going to that's gonna hinder us because there's always hiccups at the cornerback position in terms of getting started as a rookie. Um, other than that, um, I don't expect the Giants to do very well this year. I'm expecting six to eight wins at best given their very, very wow. weak schedule. Okay. Um, but that's about it. Six wins, huh? Okay, that, that's not a lot. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts on uh, on Big Blue here? Do you, you feel the same way that, uh, that Joey feels about them, or do you have any other thoughts? What burning questions do you think they have to answer going into the 2019 season? You said that that's not a lot of wins when he said six, and my, my jaw dropped because I couldn't <laughs> believe he had six wins for him. Um, okay. so I love Joey giving me the, the open invite to quote unquote, correct him if he's wrong. So I will, uh, Nate <laughs> Solder right. is overrated, was always overrated. Um, and, and was a product of being a, with a good offensive line coach and B being in a system where, you know, the Patriots are all about reading defense and, and, and getting the ball out quickly. I mean, Brady has made a career out of getting the ball out and, you know, being decisive in decision-making, finding the right read and getting the ball out. Um, you know, outside of 2007, the Patriots offense has never been dependent on a vertical game. Um, so I think that that masked, you know, I wouldn't, and by overrated, let me preface that by saying that I'm not saying Nate Solder is a, is a bottom 10 starting offensive tackle in football, but I put him right in the middle of the pack. He's not, he's not anyone to write home about. And he's certainly not going to anchor a line and he's, and he's older now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I would have huge question marks to Nate Solder and I don't think the offense line is going to get be- uh, that much better this year. Um, they made some improvements for sure, but um, I, I'd like to see kind of a full rebuild on the offensive line for the Giants, like starting from the draft and just building up slowly. And, and that leads me to my bigger question for the Giants. It's just, can they find a direction this season? That's what I want to know. You know, this team got markably worse, in my opinion, uh, in the in the off season. Um, 
just namely Odell Beckham leaving. Um, so you, you get rid of, I mean, arguably your best star, but maybe maybe you give it to Saquon Barkley. It's hard for me to do that because I just don't value that position the same as I do receiver. And yep. I and I obviously certainly think OBJ is a flawed player, but that move's a rebuilding move. Yet you have a quarterback who's aging by the minute who you have, and I know you drafted his replacement, but now you got this guy in front of him, and you know, so so you have that conundrum, and then you go outside Golden Tate, and it's just I, I just I don't see a real clear direction by the Giants right now, and and I think that. It almost feels like they're trying to stay somewhat relevant to sell tickets while they kind of rebuild on the fly. When I think they should just reinvest the other way and, and, and just, just, and just go all in, go all in on a, on a rebuild and, and just try to to fix the system. And, and the NFL is a beautiful league because we've seen it doesn't take too many drafts to turn around if you do it right. A la Chris Ballard in Indianapolis, and I know they had the, the you know the quarterback in place, but. Right. So that does obviously help. But outside of that, I mean, the rebuild Ballard did in Indianapolis and how quickly he's done it. I mean, that's a team that could vie for the AFC championship this season. And, sure. you know, four years ago, they were a laughing stock under Ryan Grigson. So they just, you, you got to find a direction. Um, I, unfortunately, I still don't think Wally's on the line, but I was going to say, if, if you try to play it down the middle, well, then you're just the Washington Redskins. And we all know how that turns <laughs> out. Well, you'll be, we'll be sure to raise that for him again in a second when he gets on the line. Um, you know, it's interesting you should say all that because, you know, quite frankly, that was the big difference there between the uh, Giants and, uh, and the Colts is the fact that uh, they don't, the Giants don't really have – it's unclear if they had their franchise quarterback. This was their year to get the quarterback. It took Daniel Jones. That's a big, that's a big question mark for me. I don't know if that's going to work out or not. I know that he's been doing well in camp and so on, but, um, you know, proof is in the pudding. We'll see what happens when he gets on the field. And then there's a question of Saquon Barkley. I know you don't value him very much, but – uh, I know you, Ryan, don't value value him very much. I know that you, Joe, he's value him a lot. But he did have the second most uh, rush yards in the NFL last year, and he had 16 20 uh, plus uh, rushes, which 20 plus yard rushes, which is the most in the NFL by far. Um, the next closest was Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon at 11. So, you know, 11 touchdowns. He was very, very productive on the field. It was just a question of whether they could put some other pieces around him to make him successful. So, lots of questions there. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and ring the bell on that one, and then we'll go ahead and hit the cartoon skids here because guess who we have on the phone with us right now? We got special guest Wally Kenzo from the Urban Sports Scene podcast, just fresh off of his own podcast. That was 8 p.m. Eastern time earlier today. And, all right, Wally, you can correct me if I get this wrong again, All Skins Everything podcast. Here he is. You're close. You're close. Wally, you were close. Oh, you were close. It's Uri. We're going to say Uri. 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 Yeah. Oh, Uri. 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 I'm going to get it right someday. I'm going to get it right someday. <laughs> Look, I even got, I even got theme music for you here, Wally. Check it out. This is great. I'm going to appreciate you. You feel so big now. I feel like I'm Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we love it. We, we, so we have to say uh, we love it, <laughs> Wally, when you're on the line with us. And thanks so much for jumping on. Um, Ryan was just taking pot shots on the Redskins when you were on the line. He's not brave enough to do that when you're here, unfortunately. So, Where's my man uh, Ryan at, man? Where's my man Ryan yeah. at? Well, let me, let me tell you a little story, okay? Because I thought you were bailing here for a minute. Guy. I thought <laughs> I, I was going to pull a late scratch tonight because I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm up at 10 for freaking Joey, which just pisses me off in principle. And then I saw the tweet that you were joining as a guest tonight, and I was not missing a chance to talk shit to you and remind you who the reigning champion in your fantasy league is. So, you know, oh, here man. I am. And I, and I thought you were bailing, and I got a little worried, but at least, uh, at least you're here now. 
Embarrassment? You don't? You're not not doing it again this year? Oh, you know what? I, you know what? Because you won it, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of pissed off. You know, what I, mean? I, I went into I went into fantasy depression. Well, that warms you're my heart. Truly, <laughs> you're playing into it. All right. Well, so this is fantastic. We're always excited when Wally joins us on the show. Um, he always brings he brings the heat too. Uh, he's the only guy who keeps Ryan in check, so we love it when he's here. Hey, we're going to talk about the Washington Redskins. I'll make it possible. I'll make it possible. We'll talk all the next possible. Here we go. You know, so the Washington Redskins, all right. So we all know they ended up third in the NFC East, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> second to last to uh, Joey's Giants with a 7-9 record in 2018. I guess the question, of course, that's on everybody's mind is, you know, what are they going to do to turn it around? What are the big questions that you have, Wally, for them that they must answer going into the 2019 season? Well, right now the big question here for this team is um, Trent Williams. Oh, Trent Williams, sorry. Um, that's what everybody's talking about. Will he make it to training camp? Can't go into this season with Eric Flowers as your left tackle. Um, you're just going to ruin any quarterback that's in the backfield. Um, so, you know, the left tackle situation, is, left tackle is a very important position for, for a quarterback, especially – you have a guy like Trent Williams, so um, he has all the leverage. If it's injury concerns, uh, if it's a, I mean, sorry, if it's a contract issue, then you mm-hmm. know obviously you know they got to work that out. If it's more to do with some of the training staff and the medical team here uh, in DC, which Trent, Trent has an issue with, that's another side of things. That's another mm-hmm. report. Um, if that's the issue, then hopefully that's something they can kind of work to, work together in terms of getting that situation getting that situated. Maybe throwing him more money. To say, hey, Trent, we're sorry that we misdiagnosed the situation uh, with mm-hmm. this um, tumor that he had. That was it wasn't cancerous, but this, you know, obviously the situation where he feared for his life. So, um, mm-hmm. and if that's true, then hopefully they throw the money to him. But that to me is the biggest the, the biggest question mark about this team. Will they have Trent? Um, because if they have Trent, then yes, everything you know falls in place. And now you can worry about obviously the quarterback situation where who's going to start. Will it be mm-hmm. Case Keenum, Haskins, or Colt McCoy? Um, but mm-hmm. I would not throw Trent. I would not throw Dwayne Haskins in a situation where Trent's not there. That would be mm-hmm. disastrous. Um, but that's what the seat. That's what the part. That's pretty much here. That's what people are questioning. Um, if you look mm-hmm. at this team in terms of totality, in terms of on the field, uh, the team is very. They're very confident in their defensive line um, with um, Allen, um, Payne, Ionitis, and you got the kid from um, last season who's showing progress in camp. And um, right. Tim Settles, he played for Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a guy that a lot of people are talking about and kind of moving into that rotation. So um, they're very happy with uh, the defensive the defensive line. You know, losing Ruben Foster was was terrible because you know they mm-hmm. really relied on Ruben Foster to help. You mm-hmm. know, give them, give them a give them give them an asset they never had at that position and an inside linebacker with speed and, and that ability. Um, so now you know you got Mason Foster, you got John Dion Hamilton, who also played with uh, played at, played with Nick Saban in Alabama. He's a guy that is injury uh, prone in Alabama, but has a lot of potential. Uh, so hopefully they're looking for him to step up and play one of that, one of those inside linebacker slots. And also, right. um, you know, Mason Foster is going to have to compete for that job. And it looks like it's going to be him. But I've heard a lot of good things about Holcomb out of North Carolina, who was uh, one who's a tackling machine out of North Carolina. Uh, he's, he's very fast, so he can he can challenge Mason Foster for that spot. But again, um, you know, it's still a lot of question marks with this team. 
Um, you know, Geis, obviously, having a hamstring yep. injury. Um, he's a, but he's a guy they're going to rely on. Um, it's going to be Adrian Peterson to start the season, but as the season goes on, you know, you know they want they want uh, guys to take over that position. So there's a lot of question marks, uh, but to me, the most important thing that I mentioned earlier is this definitely Trent Williams. Oh, and and I, I do not disagree. That is some some good deep analysis there. But let me ask you this question because I was super mm-hmm. excited when Dwayne Haskins um, managed to get uh, drafted by the Redskins that late in the first round. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this question. Is he, in your estimation, going to be the franchise quarterback for the Washington Redskins? Is that what you – what so. are your expectations for him? Oh, well, I, I believe so. Um, I'm a – you know, well, I'll give you even some more into it. Like, I'm a Michigan fan, Michigan football fan. I hate everything Ohio State. Oh, boo. Like, I hate everything Ohio State. Boo. Yeah, I, I know. I know Notre Dame, right? I hate everything That's Ohio right. State. <laughs> <laughs> but – Dwayne Haskins like is one of the very few quarterbacks that I actually respect it, and not because he's like a local kid, but because he's the only like I've never seen a guy even as a freshman when he came in in the big house as a freshman, a true freshman, and that last game of the season torched you know torched that defense. I was like, oh, who is this? This kid is shit is special. Like he has mm-hmm. ability. So I do think he's a future a future quarterback for the kids. But everything has to be handled correctly, right? Derek Carr, you know, years ago, um, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's not Derek, not Derek Carr. Who was uh, his, his his brother? His brother, um, David. David Carr. David, thank you, thank you, thank you for saving me, Ryan. David Carr, would, you know, David, <laughs> David Carr had a lot of ability too, but it put him in the jacked up situation with an O line, right? So the same mm-hmm. thing with this situation here in D.C. Again, it goes back to it. If you don't have the people to protect, you know, to protect uh a Haskins, like having a guy that protects his black his um blind his his um blind side in terms of Trent. Like mm-hmm. it ain't it's not gonna work. But I'm a I'm a I'm I've always been in favor of letting the kids letting the kids sit a year. I'm old school with that. Like I just bought like to me having the kids sit a whole year doesn't bother me. Um because you gotta make sure everything's situated for them. I don't want someone's psyche to be messed up and jacked up. Now there's quarterbacks who who've thrived off the bat, right? We've seen a lot, like, you know, but we've seen guys who kind of gone to the wayside. So mm-hmm. I'm, this team needs to be built correctly, you know, for him to succeed. But I, I, I like, I think he's a quarterback of the future. Uh, he's a pocket right. passer. He has an arm. He's smart. Uh, he's accurate. You know, now, you know, there's always the talk about how, what kind of system Ohio State ran. So we threw a lot of short passes and he had his playmakers make plays. But I look at him as a guy who, who when I saw him play and I saw him play, I saw, I saw him play a lot. Um, he threw a, he was a, he threw a, an accurate deep ball to me when he once he when he decided to throw the deep ball. So and he, again he he knows how to decipher decipher and it's uh, routes and knows how to anticipate. I watched him anticipate a lot of passes, you know, especially going against Michigan. So I I think he's definitely a guy that this team can can definitely rally upon and, and for years to come. And I've and I've, I've spoken to a bunch of skins uh, beat writers uh, insiders and they said. Um, mm-hmm. In training, they saw him play. Um, saw him at uh, mini camp. They said that like he he wowed them. But again, that's those are those are that's him in shorts, right? So you can't really always go that go with that, you know, saying right. he's going to be the next big thing. But they saw him off the bat and said, "Wow, like he's going to be the guy." But then you know, as camp progressed, you know, he looked like a rookie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like he looks like that guy that could be starting off the bat. So my prediction prediction is he won't start the season. But, you know, depending on how the season plays out, I do expect to see him play, playing um, down the road this season. But he won't start the season. 
Right. Well, that'll be really exciting to see. And of course, you said that he's a great passer. I totally agree. Stephen A. Smith doesn't agree with that, by the way. I think we all know that. Oh, he needs to and, uh, football. He needs to stick with basketball. That's that's, that's <laughs> the best thing. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. But hey, we are, the world's a much more interesting place with him. So, um, Ryan, you got any uh, any, any uh, response to any of that stuff? You d- agree, disagree? Any thoughts on the Redskins? No, I agree. I, I think. Well, I agree with some of it, and then some of it, I you know, I got to take the opposite side. I, I think the point about David Carr. Uh, is is a story that's too often overlooked. You know, there's a lot of been a lot of guys who come into the league and completely just been busts, and that was not the case mm-hmm. with David Carr. That was a guy who never had a shot from day one because of how how Great. porous that offensive line um, was around him in, in Houston. So um, you definitely don't want that for Haskins. So I, I wouldn't mind if he sat for a year. I, I'd like to see him play because I think he's exciting. I think the public sentiment on, on Haskins swung so far from like the beginning of the draft process to by the time the draft yeah. came around, he went sure from did. like almost a consensus number one quarterback to, to completely to the back end of the, of the first round and people were saying he's undraftable. So it was, it was a weird swing and I'm not really sure, you know, what played into that. I don't know if that was people watching more film and they, they uncovered some stuff or if people just started to read as uh, uh, Wally uh, alluded to, the into the you know the short passing game but again as i said earlier with the patriots i mean tom brady's made a life out of um out of the short passing game which brings me to my last Agreed. point right mm-hmm. that was the last you made a reference to the patriots there ryan i can't believe well it. i wanted to talk about <laughs> it but, but i also want to talk about the michigan connection because i just heard uh wally say he was he was impressed because of how haskins played at the big house as if as if it's 1997 and the big house is still in the community <laughs> place to play. Right, right. I, that means something. <laughs> I was waiting for it i was waiting for it <laughs> Now South Bend is a tough place to play. I don't know if you, I don't know if oh, we yeah. talked about this, Wally, but I'm also a Notre Dame fan, so uh, yeah. we're a little bit outnumbered oh, yeah. here. Oh God, what's going on here? Oh my God! Okay. We can all hate all Ohio I know State. is that y'all try to take us off your schedule. Y'all try to take us off the schedule. That's all yeah, I, I know. know. You can't run, that's man. You all can run, I you know. Know. <laughs> I know. That's all I know. That's what, uh, I was so back. annoyed we're when back. y'all try to take us off the schedule. Oh uh, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're all back. This is all again. This is happening uh, again. I know. Believe me. I was pissed <laughs> off last year. During the, I was so pissed <laughs> off. I remember that day because I was on a date, and I was, like, trying to catch this game so bad, and this chick was bothering me. I was like, why are you? I was like, I want to watch this game. You're all right. So pissed you're, off. You're, you're right in my book. That's the best thing you've ever said on this show. And you've been on here, like, eight times. Love that. I was, so I was like, where's the TV? Man. Like, ah, I'm missing this game when you're bothering me. Where's the TV? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. All right, Joe, I'm gonna give you a shot here too. You wanna you wanna jump in here? Any anything you agree, disagree, any other thoughts on the Washington Redskins? Yeah, no, I agree with the majority of that. Uh while it was funny that you mentioned Eric Flowers because I was thinking the same thing um when Brian was talking about Nate Solder. Uh and how he's about an average tackle. And I was thinking, well, put Nate Solder in the Hall of Fame compared to Eric Flowers. Um, oh, <laughs> he is awful. Um, I'm not sure how he's still on a roster, honestly. But um, yep. you pretty much hit every point that I had on the Redskins. Um, that offense is going to look brand new if they decide to stick Haskins in there at the starting spot. And Darius Guy's coming off that injury from last year. He didn't yeah. play at all. Um I know you guys lost James Crowder in free agency. He was a pretty decent wideout for you guys. But on the defensive side of things, I love every unit you guys have. Um, Matt Ioannidis on the line with Jonathan Allen and then Kerrigan and rookie Montez Sweat coming in. Yeah, they um, and then yeah. Norman. 
And Big one. You might you definitely overpaid Landon Collins in free agency. That was, I mean, he can't really cover that well, but he's a great box safety. Um, so uh, no worries on your defense, but your offense is a big question mark for me. Yep. No, yep. it's funny you, hey, know, and it's I funny know, you mentioned. So go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, just in case before Hakun, you know, ushers us off the the twenty five minute Red Redskins segment here, that I did want to mention that I got I got so caught up with taking my shot, I forgot to uh, forgot to mention that I, I'm a huge Bryce Love fan, and I uh, and I hope I hope he gets playing time this year because I thought that was your best pick in the draft. Oh, uh, I like I like Bryce Love too. I think he's gonna, they're gonna uh, I think he's gonna be on the PUP list. But I think I don't think he's gonna play this season. I think they're gonna save him out, save him for the uh, the year for next season. Well, after next after this season. Because he's a guy that could potentially replace Chris Thompson, potentially. Most definitely. So let me let me ask you this question: How excited are you about Darius Geis? We saw him in the preseason last year, and he oh. was just lights out. And then it was such kind of tragic injury there, uh, kind of derailed him. But you know he's back. He had a little bit of a hamstring injury. Let's pretend that's not a big deal. He's told the, told everybody it's not a big deal. What are your expectations for Darius Geis? Well, man, injuries are da- are a dangerous thing once they once they kind of pile up. Um, like I, I was excited about Der, uh, Geis, and I still, am, I still, I still am excited with Geis. But like my man Ryan said, though, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be interesting for years to come when Geis and and Love, I'm on the team, um, just mm-hmm. to, just to see who's gonna win out. Because I think now, right. yeah, obviously Geis gets an opportunity to put, you know, to put his foot in the league and say, you know, it's my time. But again, he's still gonna battle, you know, with Adrian Peterson. So you know, Geis is coming off slow because of his injury. You know what I mean? Because it's still it's an ACL injury. He's coming back off from an ACL injury initially. Right. Right. So it's hard to say that he's going to bounce back this year and be the guy that we saw in the preseason last season. And, you know, because right. he runs violently. Geis, Geis isn't a guy who, you know, runs. He's not a finesse back. I know people see the speed and they think finesse. He's, he's physical. So right. you looked at that situation and just to see, it, like, how can he truly bounce back? And is he going to be comfortable in that knee? You know, we, we kind of, in the running back situation, we kind of forget, you know, when you blow out a knee like that, you know, you don't come back to being a guy that you're going to be that following season. Adrian Peterson right. was the freak, right? Like, when we saw that and he got 2,000, you, know, you can do it. You yep. know what I mean? Like, you can do it. You know, but you can't. That's not norm. But, you know, he's going to have Adrian Peterson there here to try, to help, you know, to kind of mentor him and, and push him through the, through, the, uh, through, the, through the process to make him, you know, get him back to what he looked last season in uh, preseason. But I'm excited by uh, with guys, uh, but I'm not sure. I think you'll see the real guys probably week eight. I really believe okay. that you'll see him in week the real guys in week eight. But like Ryan said, love though the year after. I mean, after this season, I think you have an interesting situation because I I expect love to show out like I do. I expect him to show out, and then that's going to cause an, an interesting dynamic if love ends up looking better than guys. You know what I mean? Because yep. at the end of the day, when we saw in college when when love was healthy. Like healthy and able to do his thing, you know he was the best back in college. Yeah, best back in college in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he was the best back close. in college by far, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting dynamic from year, for years to come. That that's why the selection of love was so surprising to many uh, skins fans because it was like if you know college basketball, college football, you're like, yo, that's love. Like that's not right. a bum. Like that's Bryce. Like that dude had an opportunity to be the Heisman. Like he, and if you watched him yeah. play, he was Barry-ish, Barry Sanders-ish. You know what I yeah. mean? Like wow. watching him playing, you know, in Stanford. Or, you know, if, if you want to compare it to a modern 
football player in college, Reggie Bush is in college, right? Not in the NFL, but in college. Oh, so, Bush, no. you know, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying in college, not in the NFL, not in the NFL. No, 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 no I, think, I, think, I mean, yeah. I, I still remember the Reggie Bush push from 2005. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, Total BS, sorry. man. So Total BS. I'm just that was saying, but that's okay. That was cheating. That was, they, they cheated. I know. They cheated. I, screw it. <laughs> screw USC. But still, though, yep. and, you know, yeah, so if you get that situation, like, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. But guys, this is gonna be this is gonna be an important you know I feel like week eight is gonna be important for guys you know what I mean yeah but he yeah, has yeah. a lot of potential though. All right, well that's a, that is some great insight there. But before we let you go, uh, why don't you go ahead and predict the record for the Redskins for us and tell us how you think the NFC East is gonna end up this year? Man, this is gonna be tough. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take off my non-biased hat. You come, you be okay. biased too. Um, okay. <laughs> Jay Gruden averages out seven and nine. That's like his thing. Seven and nine, eight and eight. Yep. If healthy, I'm gonna go nine and seven. Okay. Nine to seven. Right. Um, and I have the non-biased. I have the Eagles winning the division, and mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are roughly. Because I'm a big believer in Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. eleven and five. I'm gonna go eleven wow. and five. Okay. I will not. I will not put. I will not. And the Cowboys, the Giants will be last, and not because actually I'm a big fan of Saquon Barkley. I heard you all mention him. I think Saquon Barkley is amazing. Um, yep. But like the quarterback situation and not and letting Odell go, that's a whole different situation. So they won't be. They should struggle. Um, and the Cowboys, I hate the Cowboys. So any, <laughs> anything negative, I'm just gonna say. Um, yep. So I'm just okay. gonna go to the Cowboys. Maybe five and eleven. I feel better with that in my mind. Five, <laughs> five and eleven. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's my bias. Yeah, and that, my bias okay. goes there. Like. Yeah, no that's kidding. Fair. That's fair. He's honest. <laughs> that's cool. I like it. All right. Hey, uh, thanks so much, Wally, for jumping on the show with us. We really appreciate it. We always appreciate it. Hey. For a full-on uh, 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 dissection of the entire Redskins again, and as we get closer to the season, for sure. Um, but before you jump off, give us your social media so people can follow you. Sure, man. You all can fo- follow me at Urban Sports Scene. It's Urban Sports, just one S, and then, then scene combined. Um, you know, and I just come on to support you guys, and also I got I got to talk to my man Ryan. Ryan's my guy. Like that's my guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I call he's a troller of the year. He's still my guy though. You know what I mean? Like, troller of the year. I didn't even come in talking about the Boston Bruins or nothing. I just came in here. Oh, 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 my God! What just happened? St. Louis Blues. Oh my know, God! Did that I just know. happen? It did. It hurt. <laughs> Only getting two out of four in 2018 for the city of Boston was rough. It's, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know you guys are so spoiled. It's somehow the Patriots got better in the offseason. It's just it's look, tough times look, around look, here. Hey, so. hey, are you mad about Gronk? Are you mad about Gronk? What are you going to do with no. that situation? No. You're not mad about Gronk? Yeah, what do I be mad okay. about? He's, he, he's old. He, he had, he's, he's had back issues since he was like 16. Guy's got to walk away. I got I got a bad back too. I know what it feels like. I mean, look at yeah. me. Yeah, I, I know. What so who's the replacement though? Like who's, who's the replacement? <laughs> Nikhil Harry. Who's the, that's your big body oh, target yeah, now. That's right. That's right. He's a beast. And, and, I, right. and I'm in the minority, but I think Josh Gordon comes back now. Whether he can stay for a full season, you think he'll come that's, back? that's up to Josh Gordon. I, I do. You think Josh Gordon's gonna come back? I thought he was NFL I, done. <laughs> nope. Roger Goodell loves him, and he likes him as a reclamation project, and they're trying to change the image of the NFL's drug policy of now that they, they support rehabilitation as opposed to Ooh. just throwing the book at you. So I think I think Josh Gordon is the poster boy, and if they think that he can actually get to a spot where he can stay uh, sober, mm-hmm. that they'd love for him to be that guy. I don't know that they'd I love him to be on the Patriots, man. but 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if you get him to come back and then you got him and Akil Harry and then Edelman underneath, then who, who the hell cares who's playing tight end? That's true. That's real <laughs> talk. I won't even argue with that, I won't even do that. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate oh, you. Hey, I'll be, I'll be looking out for the Yahoo invite. I'm waiting for the league to re- get renewed. It's been yeah, July. We're trying to find all the draft. Back there again. Oh, Ryan, it's going to be all for you. Ryan, I want the smoke. I'm going to bring it back for you. I want the smoke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I, I love it. I, I, if you could take Ryan down a notch, that'd be great, Wally. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to try, but it's hard, man. Both teams play hard. The court <laughs> Rasheed Wallace, both teams play hard. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Wally. We appreciate it. We will catch you on the Flippy Flip, and we'll definitely, uh, and we'll, de- and everyone definitely listen to their podcast. Uh, it's Urban Sports Scene podcast, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays. Uh, definitely check them out. Follow them at Urban Sports Scene. Thanks again, Wally. We will talk to you next time. Oh, thank you. Sure, sure will. Thank you. Have a blessed week, guys. Okay. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. All right, and you were right, Ryan. That was the. Uh, the 25-minute <laughs> Redskins spot right in the middle of it. So let's just finish this up quickly and talk about the last two that we have to talk about. We got to talk about uh, the Eagles, and we got to talk about the Cowboys. So let's talk about the Eagles so want, first. So, so we want to we want to talk about the good teams now. 45 minutes into yeah. the show now that we got <laughs> now we got Wally's crappy Redskins and Joey's crappy Giants out of the way. All right, sounds good. <laughs> well, you know it's, that's the way we roll here, man. We we focus on the crap and then uh, we leave the good stuff for the other people. Uh, yeah, you're a Bears fan, easy. so. It makes, it, it makes sense. <laughs> oh man! I see now that Wally's out here, and now I've become the target. This is a uh, this is not. We have to get Wally back on the line here. All right, let's take <laughs> let's look at the Eagles here. They ended up uh, 2018 second in the NFC East, nine and seven, lost in the divisional round to the Saints. Let's start with you first, Joey. Uh, what are your big questions for the Eagles coming into week into the uh, season, into the 2019 season? Um, my big question for them is Carson Wentz's health. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, lasted throughout regular season pretty consistently, I'd say. But when it comes down to playoff time, is he going to be there for them? Um, they're a really talented team on both end, uh, both sides of the ball. Um, but if their star quarterback can't stay healthy, this team's nothing, especially now that Nick Foles is uh, Jacksonville. They don't really have a viable backup to, like, carry them. Um, so that's my big question for the Eagles. I don't really have any other issues with them other than that. Right, right. And, uh, and uh, of course, Wally sounded like he loved uh, the Eagles this year. But, uh, Ryan, what do you think about the Eagles coming into the 2019 season? Yeah, I mean, mark this down because it's not often I'll say this, but Joey hit the nail on the head. I mean, there, there's one question mark on this team, and that, and that wow. is um, <laughs> that that is that is, Car- that is Carson Wentz's health. And, and to further that, I guess one more point is just his – his mobility and what kind of a quarterback is he going forward after two years of injuries? Um, I'd expect to see him. He's going to play more. So I expect to see his rushing totals somewhere in between. I believe he had like close to 400 his uh, two years ago. And I believe last year was like 160, something like that. So I'd expect to see somewhere in the middle, but that depends unless he's, you know, completely changed the style of his game or has to change the style of his game due to the injuries he's had. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I think he needs to play, uh, again, as Joey alluded to, you know, he needs to play safer because there is no safety blanket there now. Right. So there, there, there's a lot riding on him to act like a franchise quarterback and not off the field because I think he's a great human being off the field. Um, sure. You can, go look at, you can go look at all the charity work he's done and the, and the people, uh, you know, kids, sick kids he's taken under his yeah, wing and done stuff for. He's a great guy. But so he's a great CEO or face of your franchise as quarterbacks often are. But on the field – He's got to act like a guy who understands that, you know, 
the, the great the great ones know when to throw the ball away, right? They know they know right. to live for the next play. They know to live for the next series. You know, there's times yep. on third and three that you could make the play, but it's seven seven in the in the second quarter, and it's not a it's not a, a season altering play. So you so you you chuck the ball out of bounds and you you come back the next down. You know, even look at right. the play he got hurt two years ago. Uh, yeah. on the knee, on, uh, diving into the end zone. Did I mean, was that a do-or-die moment for the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, no, they went on to win the Super Bowl without him, right? So right. He, he's got to recognize those moments and, and, and grow up maturity-wise, you know, recognizing situations and how, to, and how to preserve himself because it's not college. You can't run around as a quarterback because you're going to get nicked up. And unlike a running back where someone can slide in behind you, the drop-off of quarterback's too great. So that, yeah. that's the big question mark for the Eagles. With that said, I have them as an absolute wagon. I think they go 13-3. I think people have completely forgotten about how good this team is. They mm-hmm. loaded up at running back uh, with with uh, with Miles and uh, and with Jordan Howard. Um, yep. You know, I think Alshon's an interesting guy, too, to watch out for health-wise. Um, but other than that, you know, top to bottom, offense, defense, absolutely loaded team. Yeah, and I love Jordan Howard now that you've uh... – you uh, now I, now I finally bought on to the Jordan Howard train way too late, but Miles Sanders is, uh, is amazing, and I he has very little wear on the tread. Um, I think he could be incredibly exciting for the Eagles coming up this season. So lots of things to look forward to for the Eagles this season. Let's ring the bell. Let's uh, end off with the Dallas Cowboys, who ended up uh, first in the NFC East in 2018 of a 10-6 record. They lost their divisional round to the Rams. Uh, Joey, what are your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys coming into the 2019 season? So I've been re-watching The Sopranos lately, and if there's any fans of uh, Carmine Jr. and his malpropism, uh, I'd just like to say the Dallas Cowboys are at the crossroads of a tremendous, are at the precipice of a tremendous crossroads um, uh-huh. in, in their franchise history right now. Um, my big question mark for them is Jason Garrett. They have talent on all sides mm. of the ball, and if they can't put it together, they're Big turns of events that are going to happen right after this season. If they, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I uh, see a lot of things happening. We have Dak, Amari, and Zeke all with contract years coming up. Um, you can't pay all three. They just paid DeMarcus Lawrence. Um, if I'm them, I pay Dak and Amari just because I don't value the running back position. Um, mm-hmm. And if I have to choose between quarterback, wide receiver, and running back, obviously I'm going to quarterback and receiver. But if they don't put it together – I don't know where this team goes. And I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I think Jason Garrett is the reason that this team isn't consistently in the playoffs. They have a ton right. of talent. Um, so the Dallas Cowboys, they've got America behind them, quote-unquote. Um, <laughs> so that's my, that's, my, that's my big question mark for them is, is Jason Garrett. Yeah, well, that's a great that is a great point, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys had a questionable draft this year. Their odds of winning, as per Vegas, actually dropped drastically after the draft. Very interesting. This is actually in a article that we just put up on the website earlier today. But let's go to you, uh, Ryan. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Dallas Cowboys heading into the 2019 season? Any big questions, challenges that you think they have to answer? So I'll walk through a couple of them. I mean, my my big thing is. I think that we've all gotten a little too, and by we all, I certainly don't mean me. Um, Carried away with Amari <laughs> Cooper. Um, uh-huh. Amari Cooper, and I have to go back and look at the exact stats, but I think in like the nine games he was in uh, Dallas in the regular season, he had three monster mammoth games and then six kind of duds. And so the fantasy production on a point per game week, and when you look at the total, 
was there and he had some big, huge games and he did have, uh, did have a good performance in the playoffs. Um, that kind of negates the fact that he was again, kind of inconsistent, which has kind of been the story of his career. You know, right. he, he's not a guy who you can just, who you can just chalk up for, you know, 10 and a hundred on any given Sunday. It's, he'll have those big flashy moments, but can he sustain that? Um, right. I think he's in a better situation in Dallas than he was in Oakland. Uh, and I think that they, you know, especially because that he really is the number one target and it feeds him the ball. And so, you know, I, I just, I, I just not fully sold on, on Amari Cooper. And I want to see more of a, a nine game, more than a nine game sample size or whatever it was in Dallas before I, I fully sign on that. You know, Zeke right. Elliott's going to do what he's going to do. So, you know, we're fine there. I think Jason Witten coming back is a non-factor. You know how I feel about guys who walk away and then come back. Um, so I, I have very little hopes for that. Um, on, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Joey kind of painted with a broad brush, uh, just saying how loaded they are on that side of the ball. I think that you can you could argue Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are the two best is the best yeah. linebacking core in football. Um, Love it. You know, I think I think Wright and uh, uh, Wagner would give a would give a run in Seattle, but you know, I, I think especially for young duo, I mean that's that's a duo that you could build around for the next five, six, seven years. So, yeah, no and then obviously Demarcus Lawrence on the line. I mean, you get a good defensive line there, um, but you know, I think those two in the middle are unbelievable. So, you know, I I think. Did the Cowboys have a bad draft? Yeah, but they really hit it out of the park with Smith and Van Der Esch in, in recent years. So I don't know. Everyone's going right. to a down draft year. I'm not that concerned about that. Um, yeah. I do think with all that said, though, Wally was right on this team. He said uh, five and 11. He got the numbers right. He just had them reversed. I have them at 11 and five as a, <laughs> yeah. uh, as a wild card yep. team. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't see them doing that poorly <laughs> doing five and 11, but I get why he said that. And, uh, you know, the thing that I have to say about this is that, the offensive line is not what it used to be in Dallas. Um, they struggled a little bit last year. Uh, Dak Prescott was the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL outside of Deshaun Watson. Um, they did very, very little to shore up that line, that offensive line. They took a, took, took a, um, they, they managed to, to take, uh, you know, a little bit of a support in, in the draft, but not nearly enough. They spent five of their seven picks on defense. So it's a really, you know, it's really one of those things where I, I, I feel that they, could have they had a big opportunity there to to fill the gap in one of the big uh, areas that they needed to fill and they didn't and Dak Prescott has not improved over the last three years so that's a big question mark big turning point for the season and I think they do have Travis Frederick coming out. back though uh, just sorry? to your point they do have Travis Frederick coming back from whatever that weird situation he had going on last year so that will help the offensive line it's yeah, you're right they're older and they're not as good as they were but they do at least have some something this year that they didn't last year coming back. No, that's a good point. That is an excellent point. So who knows? But I think you're. I agree with you. I agree more with you guys. So let's let's before we end the episode, uh, Joey. Can I get an Amari Cooper point in real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I just wanted no. to state for the record. <laughs> I just wanted to state for the record that I do not think Amari Cooper is a top ten receiver in the league. I just think that the Cowboys have handcuffed themselves to him and that they have to resign him at this point. If he even has an average season next year, just because they gave up a first round pick for him, and right. just the optics behind that, they're kind of tied to him, so yeah. they have to pay him. So that, right. that's well, we don't have anybody else anyway. 
right at this point. I mean, it's it's kind of it's not not great depth after that. I and mean, we all were hoping for Michael Gallup to do something last year, and nothing really happened out of that. So yeah, you know, there's not a whole lot of they don't have a lot of options, and they he's obviously the best of what they got, and they probably have to stick with them at this point. So before we uh, before we leave this episode, I want you guys to predict for me the order of how the NFC East is going to end at the end of 2019. Joey, why don't you go first? Um. I got the Cowboys in first at 11 and five at eight and eight. And I got the Giants in dead last at six and 10. I'm sorry, we we missed the second and third. I thought you were thinking about making the Giants second there first. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Who who did you have second? Eagles, I assume? Yeah, Eagles were second at uh, 10 and six. And then the Redskins at third at eight and eight. And then Giants, six and 10. Six and ten. All right. And uh what do you got here, Ryan? Yep. Eagles 13-3 in first. I got Cowboys 11 and 5 in second. I have the Redskins at in third with a six and ten. And I have the Giants two and fourteen in last. Two and fourteen. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. I was going to say 3 and 13, but I really, really wanted to stick it to you, Joey. So 2 and 14. (laughs) Look at their schedule, man. They got to win some. Yeah, well, 2 is definitely some. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't say none. Give me some credit here. Come on. It's fair. That's fair. He was—he he didn't give you a zero. So, hey, let's pull the horn on the show. It's been a good show here. We covered everything on the NFC. So we're going to be back again next week. Uh, Ryan, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at Ryan Whitfield, N-E, and uh, hopefully Joey, uh, you know, his precious schedule can allow us to get on the air before well past my bedtime next week. <laughs> right. And Joey, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Hey, it's past my bedtime too, man. I got football in seven hours, eight hours. Um, but you, can, <laughs> you, guys, you guys can follow me on all social media platforms at Joey Libro. All right. You can follow me at FB Garbage Time. And until, ne- and, until next time, first – Thanks, everyone, for wasting time with us. Definitely go check out the Urban Sports Scene podcast. It's great, fantastic. Wally Akinzo is one of the best. And uh, until next time, enjoy your NFL week.